Welcome to another edition of From the Resort Podcast, episode number 49. I'm your host, Tim Wilshire. Today, this morning, we are out at um, Carlson Gracie B Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Gym uh, in Frankton, Queenstown, and I'm here with the owner of the gym, um, and I've wanted to have him on the podcast for a little while. I think he'll be able to tell a great story. Welcome to the podcast, Jose Gomez. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> no worries. So where we like to start these podcasts, Jose, is... Tell us a bit about where you were born and what can you sort of remember of early life like? I believe you were born in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. I was born in, in Curitiba, Brazil, which is south. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it's, it's, people think I come from Brazil and it's always very hot and, and you know, tropical, but from the south there, yeah, we do have a cold, some, uh, cold winter as well. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's where I, I grew up until I was about oh, yeah, just 20 years old or so, yeah. Yeah, so what, can you remember um, your brothers and sisters, what your parents, what were they like? Uh, back home? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I have one sister and we, we um, she's six years younger uh, than me. And um, yeah, we, we grew up uh, in, in Curitiba and in, in the suburb, just like a uh, normal family. Um, Mum and dad, yeah, not yeah. not not yeah. And what did they do for an occupation? You know? Um, my dad always worked uh, with public transport uh, in the in, in, in the for for the state there yeah, of Curitiba, and uh, yeah, my mom looked after us and always had her her day job as well. Um, so we we used to just get around. We go with my grandma's house or staying home or have, having to sort ourselves out yep. while the, my mom and dad were were making a living and uh yeah they always worked hard to to make sure we had good schools and and yeah. you tried to keep us on on the good path and i i think we, we majorly was most of the time was fine yeah, yeah. so growing up in curitiba uh, Cur- yeah sorry um what was the the demographics like there was it sort of a was there a lot of crime? Was it a fairly good place to live? Uh, Look, a mixture of, of good, good and crime? Or Yeah, for, for being in Brazil, I think everybody thinks it's just like horrible crime and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it, is, it is different from, from here, yeah. obviously. Um, but it was, it was, Curitiba is a good city and uh, it does have that violence and you do have to be watching out and everything you do in a big city, I reckon. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's very nice, lots of parks and... Uh, it's safe enough where I had a good good childhood or yeah. you know I think uh, very different and th- that's one of the things that attracts you to when you walk in first to Queenstown mm. comparing the safety and all of that if you mm. think about having kids and I think that, that that's a big thing that attracted me in Queenstown as well it's yeah, just safety yeah get to that so we've um, first can you remember what your first sport was that you played as a young child was it did you football Soccer, as, as in called, yeah, yeah. yeah, soccer, football, yeah, yeah. yeah that that was. It's obviously what, a huge sport in Brazil. Yeah, and um, it's all, and Brazil's obviously got a, a good history in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So when did you first sort of get um, introduced to BJJ? Yeah, I, I played I played football because that's what we played in the streets, and and yeah. no, that that's what. Uh, you know, yeah, I I played as a kid, and then but I always had in my mind that I wanted to do some martial arts. Yep. Just as we said, living in Brazil and and self defense is always always in your head, you know, yeah, always yeah. as a good. But I've been liking a lot of sports. 
I um, I I've always wanted to do martial arts, so I I started karate and and just I didn't feel that was what I was looking for even as at, at a young age, and then I didn't do again for a while until I started doing some capoeira, and, and again I thought it was really good, but I. I made my body type at the time. I didn't. I didn't really love doing it. I loved the idea of doing it. And the same, I see a lot of people jujitsu today. They have, they love the idea of doing it, but they don't really want to put the effort to do it. So that happened to me with capoeira for maybe a month or two. Then I walked past a jujitsu a jujitsu class door, and I was like, yeah, that's that's more what I'm looking for. And and, and you know, and and the idea of doing jujitsu came from jujitsu being so big in Brazil you knowing about it and then me already having that i want to do martial arts um i, I think it, it, it the combination was 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 really good and then i i decided to try it yeah yeah excellent so how, how old would you have been when you started doing uh, bjj jiu-jitsu uh 14 yeah I was probably 14 when i started doing jiu-jitsu no that's a lie i have to make the in 1998 so i was 16 16 okay. years old when I started doing jiu-jitsu, yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, um, and obviously when, uh, when did, in Brazil, like, uh, do you start sort of working at a young age? Do you like a part-time job? Can you remember what your first job was? Yeah, I, um, I had, I, I, my priority was, was going to school and um and and my parents support me a lot on that and then my first my first first job was um yeah it was pretty random in in a in a like cleaning products yep. place that my uncle was running and so that was my first job but then i really i really like be sporty and um mm. so after not long after that i started working for a gym okay as like as like as gym instructor mm. paid like Fifty fifty reais, which is Brazilian money, a month. So, pretty much, was paying to work. But I didn't want the money. I wanted to be able to get into the in, that environment where I was already doing weights. So, I started doing some weights before I even okay. started doing jujitsu. So, I, I, I wanted to be in that environment. So, then I start as soon as I started university. I got my my first so job in a gym. What did you study at university then? In Curitiba as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what discipline did you study? Uh, it, uh, physical education. Okay. So yeah. I did I did four years of physical education, but uh, yeah, as soon as I started, I I said I, I wanna I wanna get into the gym. I knew I wasn't gonna get paid for it, so I was just pretty much volunteering in a gym. Yeah. And, and that was and and that's that's where I started my whole like gym mm. and mm. as as I was personal training, mm. and then yeah. It started working with jiu-jitsu, it came after, yeah. Mm. So tell us about, when was the first time you ever came to Queenstown for, I obviously came to here and had a look at Queenstown and what to have offer and what sort of struck you as, you know, obviously wanting to, to move your life to Queenstown? Um, uh, it's, it was, actually was the same as that, that thing I said about martial arts and things that I wanted. I grew up in Curitiba and, and as going to school, going home and living their life in a big city, uh, you, you don't know the world. Even Brazil, I didn't travel much there, and I was stuck. I, I felt I was stuck on that on their life, and, and I wasn't going to go anywhere different. I'm not. I wasn't thinking I wasn't going to grow as a person, but I didn't think I was going to go anywhere, and I was going to stay in Curitiba. 
So I said, I, I need to go somewhere. So as soon as I finished university, I, I was going somewhere. That was my idea. I was going to yeah. go you know, Australia, US or whatever. And then I, I had a friend coming to, to New Zealand and I, I didn't even hear about New Zealand. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I was like, I'll, I'll go with you, you know, not with him, but I'll, I'll go on that place that you're going to be going. Yeah. And then I ended up in New Zealand, Auckland. To, to be honest, I didn't speak any English. I didn't like it. Mm. I, I, li I like the country and like everything, but I didn't like my situation and me not speaking English. Yeah. So I was in Auckland, lost. Yeah. And then I went work on some fruit picking and packing. Mm. And, mm. and I, was, I wasn't enjoying my journey. Then I came to Queenstown thinking I'm going to see Remarkables. And then I'm going to go home to Brazil because I have to get back into my getting my life in a direction yeah and then i got to queenstown and to be honest uh, i i still had i was so focused on going home there i said that that's an amazing place and it's beautiful but i'm gonna go home mm. what get what got me stuck here was aerotown mm. so when i when i moved when i went to find work and a house in aerotown that's when i saw no fences in the houses the safety mm. the environment and i like i'll i'll stay here for a little longer yeah and and that what's it's what kept me here and then from then on it's it's 18 years of history <laughs> yeah well yeah. so it's, just, it's it's an attraction like you look at outside there look at the beautiful you know beautiful sort of sun, sunrise coming up there in the morning it's it's just beautiful so um uh so tell us about how i guess colson gracie jim started or what was the first work that you did when you did move to queenstown was it at a gym or no no um, when I came to Queenstown, my first work actually Aerotown Bakery. As I said, I was in Aerotown, so I was like, I had to find a job. I had is to that, sort of. So that's the famous bakery still the same. Yes, one? yes, I made those pies famous. No, yeah. I didn't. But <laughs> but uh, I that, that's that, that's where I, where I worked. First was because I had I had to float out a longer visa because I had to stay. I was planning to stay a bit longer. Um, so so. My first job was at, at the doing the pies at Aeroton Bakery, Beautiful. and uh, and after that I went to Millbrook Resort because I want I knew there would be more opportunities there, so then I did a little bit of a cleaning, but it didn't last long because I remember that one one word that I learned there was clumsy, because the, the 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 manager said you're too clumsy you can't you can't do this type of work, and then uh, after staying there laundry then I, I got into the into the gym there too. And um, and and then and then there I, I I stayed in the gym. That's when I switched from any other kind of work to gym. Mm -hmm. But actually, before I started Millbrook, I started teaching uh, Liz Mill classes at at, at uh, Queenstown Gym as well. In town. In town, yeah. yeah. Which which wasn't my favorite thing, but it, it was what's gonna even without speaking English. Yeah. That's a funny story because I said I can't teach classes because I have no English. Is it like a like pump classes? Yeah, yeah, but but they yeah. like my my atmosphere. They like the way yeah. I, I I got people going in the class. Yeah, yeah. So I said I can't do this because I'm I'm not my English. I can't talk to them properly. But but the the owner of the gym said the manager said no, we want you teaching classes anyway. So, and that as well put my my foot in in the gym again. And and Christon Gym was the first place where I managed to start teaching jujitsu. Mm yeah so yeah so from from bakery cleaning laundry yeah. gym it's group classes because i had to yeah 
you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's a long journey. It's low process for me to get into where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so some obviously some uh, obviously some steps along the way before we we obviously ultimately uh, get to to you know having your own gym. So how so tell us about I guess starting your own gym. When did that sort of happen? How did you get sort of started with with this concept? Yeah, but I I I I, I did jujitsu for. <sighs> 1998 and yeah. 2005 there um so, so I, I i i loved jujitsu uh when i came here i wasn't training that frequent and that hard but i loved the sport and then uh, i even had um so, so there was another person teaching classes once a week and and it was queenstown gym in the middle of the town fridays 8 to 9 p.m and we had one hour to put the mats in yep. take the mats out so yeah. it was like oh, it wasn't ideal and the sports sound. wasn't popular yeah. you know like think no, 2000 right. and whatever we're talking about yeah, seven yeah. eight 2007 2008 whatever it was yeah. it wasn't popular so and then this guy this guy was teaching class that he moved to australia and, and and just had the mats there and i said oh i'll i'll, I'll take their responsibility and you start teaching classes once a week on Friday night. So, so at, basically, I wasn't teaching any classes a lot of the times. You know, my friends would go like, why are you going to go? Old? I was in Aeroton, so yeah. 20 kilometers. Yeah. He's like, why are you going to go there, Jose? There's, there's no one there. I was like, nah, I have, I have a mission. I have to be there. Someone shows up. I have to be there. Yeah. So, so then um, I started teaching those classes. From there, uh, they... they opened um industrial fitness which was industrial. fight science at the yeah. time yeah. and they and they bring bring uh, they brought me with them so that's when i started teaching twice a week in a in a better time of the day started building a team um and then they, they used they used mats for many different reasons so we want some mats just for jujitsu mm. and that's when th that was the time that i actually started Carson Gracie Jiu-Jitsu as, as my gym and we, we started building from there. Yeah, okay, yeah, excellent. So going through your, obviously you're you know, start, starting as a 15 or 16 year old, how, how long until you sort of uh, went, you know, went for all the, we go for all the belt ranks, you go from white to blue to, to purple, brown and black. So when did you, how long ago were you first get your black belt? Uh, it took me 14 years to get my black belt. Yeah, so I, I came to New Zealand as a long-time blue belt, as, yeah. as I, I had my blue belt from my university, and, and mm. you know. Um, and then I trained here for, I was teaching classes, but anyone who'd come to here as a blue belt, I wanted to learn. I didn't want to teach classes, I wanted to learn. So you had uh, Philippe Splinter come in for just over a year, I think, and then uh, it had uh, Marco Marcos Nardini mm. as well. They both... Um, very good black belts. Uh, you know, Marcos Nadine is, is in um, Glasgow now with a massive gym. Uh, Flip Splinter as well, you know, teaches until today. And they and they trained me uh, for that period of time. And they, uh, they uh, Marcos Nardini graded me as a purple belt on that period that he was here. Um, and that's, and then after that, that's when I started going back to Brazil, to Carson Gracie, Curitiba. And I had no kids, so we started going and um, doing camps there. And that's where I went to Brown yep. and Black Belt. Mm. Um, 
and 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 that period I started teaching and and, and became the instructor, the head coach, and uh, so yeah, 2012 was when I got my black belt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, what advice? I mean, there's pretty few questions around BJJ. What advice would you give to beginners who are interested in starting and getting into uh, BJJ? Um, beginners these days, it's, it's very easy to start jujitsu. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, so so if you're interested. Just find a gym that you feel comfortable in it, that, that you feel like you, you're not going to have an excuse not to go. Mm. So if you're interested, find a gym that you're going to feel comfortable there, that suits your, your schedule, mm. uh, you feel good. And, and then af- after that, it's, it's pretty basic. You just got to keep showing up. So if you mm. found a place that you feel good in there, if you find a place that suits your schedule, then um, it, it's just the basic keep showing up you know, manage your ego. People say, I don't have an ego. It's impossible. Everybody has a massive ego. Mm. So manage your ego, show up, and, uh, and trust the process. Uh, keep showing up. You know, as soon as you're feeling comfortable, there's no other way than, than going to gym training. Yeah, yeah. Get away from injuries. Yeah, definitely. So with Carlson Gracie, what do you think <clears throat> makes this uh, gym unique um what sets it apart from any other gym that you've sort of uh, seen or you know that's that's seen around here or elsewhere um if, if you talk about the carson gracie lineage then you can see this history that it's massive carson grace team is massive yeah. talking about this specific uh environment that we created here in queenstown yeah. is um is, is uh how we how we managed to have such of a high level students and instructors uh, in a, such a good friendly environment. I mm-hmm. think that's where we differentiate from, from other places is, is you have the great coaching, awesome uh, training partners of all levels. Mm-hmm. So we're not stuck with just with beginners or just people who wanna fight super hard. We have all the levels. And I think it's suitable for all the levels mm. in a, such of a great environment. Mm. Um, we have an easy way for people to come in with the fundamental scores. People love it. Mm. Um, and, um, and, and so it's, it's, I think it's that. It's, it's, it's the all levels, suitable women, kids, yeah. men of all kind of lifestyle um, in a great environment. I think that's how I would describe the differential of that gym here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about, I guess, what's a particularly, I guess, memorable moment for you or experience that you've had in your journey doing um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Um, I, there's so many. I think it's going to be it's going to be hard to pinpoint one. You know, you can talk yeah. about competitions, you can talk yeah. about achievements that I had with 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 fighting Jiu-Jitsu, but memorable, I'd say, is uh, forming black belts. Mm. you know that's still teaching that changed their lives by by training you know that i met them as a white belt all the way to black belt uh kids that walk in the gym and they have no they have no body awareness uh they they struggle to behave on the mats Mm. and then after years you you can see them them doing jujitsu they better at home the parents are happy um you know getting getting women that they never thought they would be able to, 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 to be in an environment like this, coming here, feeling at home, feeling that they can train hard, mm. work on the fitness. 
Uh, so, so I think Merbo Jiu-Jitsu for me is this kind of achievements that I get on, on changing people's lives. And I've seen that a lot on, on, through, through the path here. Who are some of your uh, mentors, role models in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and um, who who you le- and what you've learned from the, those those people? Um, but I have I have many people that taught me a lot through Jiu-Jitsu. Um, you know, I, I I can talk about the first crew I trained with, uh, Rodrigo Zanon, and and, and my training partners. Um, just they, I think they did to me what what I'm doing to people, having a safe environment that I felt comfortable to go to. So um, I think I think that's, uh, they, they got me started and got me uh, willing to carry on and doing the sport uh, at the beginning. Um, and um, yeah, I have uh, so many people on my everyday life as well that come here uh, with, with injuries, with life, everyday life problems and, and they keep they keep coming they keep doing it so sometimes it's not people that come higher level or or more graded or that done more in sports sometimes is is people that are coming here every day and, and showing the effort that it, it, that keeps me going so um it, it's a lot of people uh that that, that uh, inspire me to keep going <clears throat> and to keep doing what i do yeah mm. being in this uh you know, industry as long as you have. What do you think the um, some of the common misconceptions people have about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? And is there any when you're sort of teaching classes and that, or, or talking to people about? How do you sort of address that? Sorry, can you can misconceptions you, like people that don't understand it, what BJJ is? How do you sort of um, what are some of the misunderstandings people have with BJJ? Okay, um, yeah, I think. First, they uh, no, they stop it now. But as you said back, they they used to to think it was UFC. Yeah. You know, do you do UFC here? I was like, nah, it's a lot. So, so that's a big yeah. misconception yeah, of yeah. of actually what we do. Good um, yeah. So so it's um, they they think they don't know which kind of fight we do. They don't know. Um, um, I, I think the misconception is thinking that it's a lot of. Uh, very hardcore people just going at each other really hard mm, and, uh, and, and and it's not going to be for these kind of people these kind of people and uh and and how friendly the environment is and how welcoming pretty much every jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu gym is when you walk in and after you gone past that that first day um and then people go like, oh, if, if I knew, I would, I would have started earlier. So yeah, the misconception exactly. is like, they think they, they don't know h- how how it is, how easy it is for any kind of person to get started. And they yeah. think you have to be a fighter to get started. I think that's the biggest mi- misconception here. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. saying people, it's not as hard as what people may make it out to be. You gotta start from somewhere and you just, you can keep improving. And people think as well they have yeah. to get fit to get to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Or they have to get stronger to get to jiu-jitsu. Otherwise, you want to be able to handle. Like, that's how you get yeah. fit. That's how you get strongest, actually. Yeah. Coming to the classes. Yeah. But very hard to yeah. to to make people understand yeah. that. They're still going to go like, okay, but I'm going to go running first for a month before I join up, you know? Yeah. So, sort of, I mean, how do you sort of make it so welcoming? Like, when you sort of, people come here, they feel like they're welcome and that sort of thing. What, what, what is there any sort of secret to that? Is that how you felt, Tim? Yeah. You but, felt welcome to when you came yeah, here first. Otherwise, you sort of you, you come here once, you keep coming back. 
there's something about it that wants you that's that's welcoming in a way. I th- I think to be honest, him is one is everybody who's involved in teaching here loves the sport. Yeah. We love it. We 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 love what we do, and uh, so, so I think it's being genuine. Mm. We we are here having fun, and and as as we talked about the history, how I started, mm. it never changed mm. the the way I see people come in the door, and, and because the gym got bigger, because there's you know more people, or I have now black belts, brown belts, purple belts, and white belts. It, it doesn't mean I'll change. I'll treat anyone differently. No. You know, so I think that's what makes it welcoming is like we look forward to see new people, look forward helping people to say like it's kind of a, even a challenge for us. Like, is this white belt just started? Is he going to be a blue belt one day? This, you know, like so I think it's being genuine, yeah. loving it and <clears throat> really generally being helped to help everyone who walks in the door. Yeah. And they, they I think they can feel that from us. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about challenges, tell us some of the challenges you faced, I guess, having a gym like this. What are what are the things that stand out as, as something that's been a little bit of a hurdle that you've had to overcome to be able to, to, to have to have this? Um I think I think uh the the, the hard part is it's uh, I, I could say uh financially keeping it keeping yeah. it open you know. Um I mean COVID would have been tough. You know, yeah, to, but but when COVID hit, I was already I had already a, a team established. Yeah, so it was hard, but I wouldn't say that was the hardest part. Yeah, you know no, that that no, we no, just no. had to, we just had to survive that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but our jujitsu family uh, it, it never it never changed. So yeah. so the COVID hit, but it, it didn't it, you know it didn't change the family. Um, I think before that it would be the hard part, and it was me working two jobs and and then running the gym that was my hurdle was was like not touching Mm. any any revenue from the business Mm. because i couldn't and because i wanted to grow it so doing personal training and working behind the desk in the gym and doing this and that to 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 support my family financially and running these um that, that that was my my hard part Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen it. I've seen that sort of happen where, you know, a, a client of mine who, who's got a gym in, in in back in Brisbane, he um, was working at a, as a jail guard, and to, 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 whilst the gym was just opening up and getting it all started and financially, and so yeah, working. I can understand working all these jobs just to keep everything sort of going for a while, and then knowing at, at some point in time that that this is going to be. This is going to be the one, you know. Yeah, I, I never knew if I was going to be the one or not. So I was just, as I said, I was just carrying it on yeah. with the jujitsu, doing this, and then uh, it was a big decision to to, to move on to just jujitsu. Mm. And uh, so, so the hurdles, everything else is fun, you yeah. know. That, that, that I think that would be the only like difficulty I could see on the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, beautiful environment here in Queenstown. But what, what other, what are your sort of favourite hobbies outside of the gym? Um, uh, in Queenstown, is, is is going for walks with yeah. my family, with my wife. Uh, yeah. uh, that, that's that's what I love. I think um, in anywhere, I could go for a half an hour walk, a, a three hour walk, a day's walk. You know, you could choose, or just like a whatever. You're gonna go for amazing places, beautiful places, and that's 
and you're going to be outside Christmas is usually sunny so I, I think that that that's gonna that's my next thing yeah 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 so I mean obviously we've seen probably a bit of a popularity increase over the last five or so years in, in BJJ um, globally and, and in New Zealand where do you think it goes from here in the future where, do you think it keeps continuing to be popular I mean what do you see in the future of um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I think it's going to keep growing things going to keep growing um, as I've seen the sport grow so much in New Zealand uh, yeah. in, in so many ways in in competition wise uh, how much more access you have to competition now um, and and all levels competition you know before a, a purple belt fighting the competition would be the highlight it would be like oh my god it's you know and and today we have so many more black belts uh, so yeah. many more knowledge I think the sport in New Zealand uh, can be it can be taken as as oh then thinking that it's not doing properly or, or there's no good jiu-jitsu the jiu-jitsu the level is getting really good and uh, I think the next step is New Zealand fighters being recognized internationally like Australia managed to do now I think yeah. New Zealand New Zealand's about to do that now yeah, so New Zealand's getting some, some, some got some really good talent here in this country, in in this sport, and uh, you can see them sort of getting get, getting to the worldwide stage and getting some really good sort of results. Yeah, and I, I think that's what's coming now. We'll see people, you know, uh, achieving a lot more, and New Zealand becoming a lot more uh, in, in in the scene of of in, in the international tournaments and getting bigger, and uh, even even. Uh, you know, there's so much, so many kids training now. So in the future, um, the, the future for jiu-jitsu in New Zealand, I think is very bright. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. So, so how many members would you have at the gym currently here? Do you think you'd have? Uh, be, be, between kids and adults. Yeah, a, just everybody. A, 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 about a, just under 300. Yeah. In Queenstown, and yeah. in the Queenstown, yeah, yeah. And then we have, you know, we have the the Wanaka, which I run the Wanaka gym as well. So tell us about the just tell us briefly about the Wanaka gym. So um, that's a separate it's a gym, just like this one out over in in Wanaka. Um, is that uh, so? Do you you sort of own that gym as well, or do you just? Yeah, yeah. Um, we had one of one of my students, training partner, friend, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that used to train with me. He moved to Wanaka and he started doing what I did here. He started doing in Wanaka. Yep. And um, and always, as I said, always as a, as a second, third job, yeah. Because we have to, you know, and uh, and then he moved to Australia, and I took over uh, where he was doing that too. So, um, and and since then, I managed to 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 get a, a good space. We're growing the numbers there too, um, and so so I think it's, it's a younger gym. Yep. but it's going the same path as here yep. uh, the crew there is amazing S same kind of environment yeah and uh, yep. and a good quality of teaching and members and so um, yeah it's same same path as Queenstown yeah just younger yep. yeah yeah so and then um, any other I guess plans to sort of expand elsewhere other other places in New Zealand or sort of we do we do have students that uh, to be honest uh, around the area, Queenstown yeah. Lakes and yeah. and 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 Cromo, and and th there's a lot of of uh, my jujitsu went spread. People went at open gyms, and so so in in t 
Timaru and Invercago, we have Carson Grace affiliated gyms okay. with students that I used to do with me. They went there and then started the gyms and they under uh, Carson Grace in New Zealand. Um, and so I think that that's going to happen. More people, we creating more people as, you know, we have more black belts, more people qualified to teach and people move around New Zealand. And uh, yeah, either it's, it's from Carson Gracie or just from my teachings, mm -hmm. I reckon uh, the sport's gonna keep going around, yeah, and growing, and uh, yeah. And so tell us about your, I guess, history and your competition. You obviously love being going, you, you've got, you seem to like to me that you, you're one that is a competitive, because I just see you in the gym, I mean, I've seen you just go hour after hour, you know, five minutes after five minutes after five minutes, and you get out there in a competition, um, tell us about what it's like for someone with your um, your drive and, and experience and knowledge and then you get competing with other ones, people that are like the best in the world or best in the country or what, what is that competition environment like for you and do you get, do you get nervous? Or? Yes. Um, yeah, we, I think that's what you said. I, I train really, I love training as, as you know, it goes all back in circles. I love training. And, and and we do train hard because we do have that high level training here. So I, I am exposed to people that challenge me every day. So I, I, on my point of view, the competition is me going out there and testing it with people that I haven't been training with, mm -hmm. and 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 we going there to win. You know, yeah. uh, so it's harder. So the the nerves it really gets into you, um, and uh, and but. You, you have to go through that. that that's the good things in life you get nervous about it straight after the comp you feel amazing about it then you do yeah. it want to do it again so going competing with the best people is is pretty much me going like okay that's the work i'm doing in the gym what happens when i go out there and try on that big stage on someone who's really going to try to beat me and and it's, yeah. it, it should be in the same level or higher but it's a black belt um so I, I think it's fun and it's 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 more like a personal thing of yeah. of me of my imposter syndrome like me telling me like am I good enough am yeah. I actually am I actually what I'm doing here is is, is that I think that that's for, for me competition is a lot of that or me able be, be able to go there have fun and test myself um, yeah and uh, and I think it's important for me and I'll do as long as I I can. You know, as long as my body allows me to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I mean, a lot of years of doing this, really, when you think about what when you first started, even, I mean, what is it? I mean, obviously, it does stuff to your body. Everyone, like a lot of physical sports, you, people get injuries, you know, you play basketball, you play soccer, you play football, you you do other types of arts, uh, martial arts, you can get injuries. I mean, what what's the, what are some of the, uh, I mean, is there any sort of, what's what do you think is the worst injury to get? Uh, uh, I guess in your career, what is there anything that you sort of had that's you had to sort of come back from? Yeah, I, I reckon it's, it's spine. Anything that that does with the spine, the back. Yeah. yeah. So anyone that's training in my class and they put their hand on their back and they go like, "Oh, I felt something," I, I, and I, I go like, "Obviously, we don't freak out, but you go really concerned about it. You take it seriously, and yeah. then and most of the times it's nothing. But yeah. I, I think you know when when you get some back injuries. 
uh, that's what really concerns me. Like now joints and stuff, I think jiu-jitsu is really safe. People laugh when I say that. I say, you know, if you say in a joking tone, yeah. people think it's a joke, but it's not. Yeah, no. It's a very, very safe uh, sport if yeah. you're in the right environment. Because even when you go hard, you have the choice to, to, to tap and then, you know, managing your ego and stuff. So I think uh, it's, it's, it's a sport that you can manage your injuries and, you know, joints and, and uh, pulled muscles and those stuff is going to happen. And yeah, that's yeah. part of the sport yeah. is managing to go like, okay, I did that. I'm going to take some time off whenever needed, keeping active, coming back. So that's part of, I think it's part of jujitsu journey. Anyone yeah. who's at any time and up to purple, brown, black belt, they probably had that of having a bad injury, um, having to recover from that and then get back on the mat. That's yeah. where you lose a lot of people that are not that interested in the sport. They go like, okay, yeah. I'm not going back. Not worth risking again. Or so, um, and, and that's tips for, for people who start or people who train too hard is, is, is stay away from injuries, yeah. you know, because you will get injured at some point and you're going to have to deal with that. So try, try to stay off it, you know. So th- talking about other arts, obviously you focused on uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Is there any sort of um, martial arts that sort of that, that do fascinate you more? Like you look at all the different types of Muay Thai, boxing, um, even wrestling, or the other, the other types of mixed martial arts that are out there. Is there anything there that um, I guess that you... you will train yourself in other than um, BJJ now? Is it like, do you sort of do any of the other ones? The yeah, yeah. Uh, if you talk wrestling, yeah. uh, wrestling is a sport, it's full on wrestling, not, not wrestling, oh. not wrestling for, B, for BJJ. Um, I, uh, I, we do train wrestling here for yeah. BJJ, yeah. you know, not even close if you say like, are you a wrestler? <coughs> well, you train wrestling all the time. Yeah. Uh, I admire that. Um, mm. Muay Thai, something that I, I wish I got into earlier, mm. um, and I, I really think it's 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 an awesome sport. Uh, and and I would I would uh, wrestling. I still I don't do as a sport as just as just that. I'll do to improve my my jujitsu. We do it here. We teach in class in 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 yeah. the classes. Uh, but Muay Thai, I I really wanted something that I, I wish I I had the skills. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the time into it anymore at this stage, because yeah. I think uh, I, I want to put all my time into jujitsu. So in other other martial arts, I, I might be wrong, mm. but I think uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my time into, I wouldn't have the time to put enough mm. commitment to something else to get better, to get good at that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, so finally, obviously, we're in Queenstown, and uh, what what we, we've spoken a little bit about what what sort of inspired you to move here and, and that that type of thing, and but tell us, I guess, as to you know, moving here has it sort of does it have its challenges at time being away from where you know are in Brazil? You're just so used to being here that this is just really is and always will be home from now on. Um, I, if, if you if you if you had that chat. Uh... 10, 15 years ago, I would, I would have probably a different answer yeah. where, where I didn't miss home. I didn't miss a lot of the culture. Uh, you know, at the beginning, even the food. Yeah. You know, like, and uh, so, so 
uh, at the beginning, I had a lot more of that where, where it was hard, even, even the, the not speaking English and, and have a massive accent, you know, and uh, all, all of that, all of that gives you challenge on your path. Uh, these days, um, these, these days, no, I, I do see Queenstown in New Zealand as home. And uh, I think I've been, it's been, it's been 10 years since I've been to Brazil. Yeah. So going to Brazil now, I might be a coach of short, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, 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 yeah, it probably changed a lot. And um, so, so I do see New Zealand home, uh, you know, and, and being foreign in New Zealand, it doesn't bother me having a, an accent. Like I love my accent. I never want to lose it. And, and I think um, I, I found myself being a Brazilian in New Zealand and, 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 and does feel like home for me. Yeah. 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 That's great. I think that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, is there anything final that you wanted to sort of say, I guess, anything else that you wanted to, I guess, uh, tell, tell the audience about, um, about, about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Carlson Gracie gym and, you know the experiences they can have, I guess, in this gym, and anything final that you wanted to say. Yeah, I I think um, um, what I'd like to say is, is how you, you team you you train we train with us you train with us here, and the way you approach me to do this, and and the way you, you spoke to me during the podcast, I, I can I can see how you think we have an awesome environment here. You think we're very welcoming. You obviously. You you, you 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 think highly of the gym and and I, I think that that's what I wanna people to know about Carson Gracie yeah. it's it's that it's, it's not just we fight it's not just we do well in comps it's not just that it's is the people is the thing that people sometimes don't know uh, is how much welcoming and how much of a good environment we have here um, and and it, people only know that when when they actually get to experience uh, being with us here, mm. and and uh, I think that was uh, was very good for me to see how how you have the perception of our our gym here. That's great. I mean, I, I do wish I'd sort of like like a lot of people. I do wish I'd done uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu earlier in life. Uh, it's one of those things where you've got an opportunity to uh, to do it, take it, just take advantage and get into it and do it and give it a really good go you know don't just turn up once and not turn up for another year just keep keep coming back keep coming back you'll see the improvement you'll see um you know a lot of the a gym like this one I, the reason i came to this gym i had a couple of friends that were coming here and uh they were good you know good friends that have known for a year or so since i moved to queenstown so uh it's great you can say okay well these guys are coming here and it's something i should should have wanted to do anyway let's let's go give it a go so yeah, I do. Thank yeah. you very much for the podcast, Jose. We'll get it to upload it. I'll share it to you. Um, you can share it to all your um, contacts and friends and whatever. I think it's really good. Thank you very much for telling your story. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. No worries. Thank you. Awesome.